Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. I'm Julia. And I'm Robin. And we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the wizarding world. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. So we're working on putting out a... Hopefully, by the time you hear this, you'll have heard our announcement. If not, we're just I'm just going to reiterate it. Who cares? Um, Sam has taken a little bit of a break. So right now, it's going to be Jules and I for a little bit. She's Sam's got a lot of stuff on her plate. When you have a new baby and then try to start a business, that's a lot of things on your plate. Mm-hmm. So for for now, it'll just be Jules and I, and we haven't decided what whether we're going to do every other week or continue with a weekly schedule. But we'll see how things go, and then kind of go. We'll we'll figure it out and let everybody know once we figure that out. Either way, we're still going to be here. So yeah, no worries. It was, yeah, we'll still we're still going to do the podcast. So this week, I don't have any news. Do you have any news? Um, well, for those who missed it, I went. I was down in North Carolina with Sam and Robin last week. That's right. Yeah, it was I mean, social distanced, and I it was horrible. I wanted to give you a hug, but right, Rona germ. <sighs> just you know, you can't you have to be? You just can't be. Too, you just can't be too cautious, right? Right yeah. now. And like Charleston, because my husband and I were down in Charleston, South Carolina, for those who didn't know, um, they had a mandatory mask um, ordinance, which, you know, fine, okay, but people weren't wearing them, people were still like, like gathering in large groups, I'm like, back up. My husband and I went to one of our favorite restaurants, um, California Dreamin', right there on the Ashley River, and... Like the building, like looks like a castle. It's like a really cool place, but um, there's only one area for like the foyer, and everyone has just like filled the foyer, and we're like looking at you crazy when you ask them to move. I'm like, this is why South Carolina is now a hotspot because people are acting crazy. Like nobody was wearing masks while they were waiting. Everyone was just, it was just like, like going to Applebee's on a normal day. Everyone's kind of like gathered all together, like waiting for their table. Back up. (laughs) One, people are stupid. Two, people don't believe that, oh, you know, it's not as bad as everybody says it is. Because people don't listen to the news. And the news that they are listening to is, oh, I don't know, Facebook and, you know, the YouTube. I mean, you have to get your news from a credible source and you have to be more diligent and just people are not doing it. Right. I mean, as soon as they opened, as soon as they had our masks were mandatory, I, people were walking into my store and I, and I say, do you have a mask? Oh yeah. And they'll pull it out of their pocket. Right. It's like, well, why didn't you put it on before you came into my store? We I mean, stopped. I well, what's the problem? You've got it. Wear it. Right. Yeah, we stopped at a gas station before we came over, like came towards you guys. And 
it was some like I don't even know what city we were in, but like it was a gas station and like the the cashier thing. I'm like it's early, y'all. Like I can't function this early yet. But like the cashier thing was like right in the middle, so they were like right in front of the door. People coming in and out, and this guy and like the guy working was sending people back out. And people were getting pissed off. And I'm like, bro, you're in North Carolina. They have a mandatory mask ordinance right now. Or whatever. Executive order or whatever they call it. And it's all over the doors. It's all over the pumps. Like, you can't say you didn't see it. Right. Well, I put a sign on my door. And, I, you know, it said it is mandate. it's a mandate that you need to wear a mask. If you do not have one, do not get any closer than 10 feet to employees. Right. And I, I'm not giving them a way out of not wearing a mask, but I have got to protect myself if they don't have a mask. Right. You know, and if you do have a mask, wear it. I, mean, I don't get it. I just don't. I don't. I went into, I, I was like you, I went into a, a convenience store to buy a Coke and the girl, you know, I was like, how's it going? And she shook her head. She looked behind me and she put her whole face her whole hand over her face and pointed to the guy behind me and and was like get out and he was like well i don't have a mask she said i understand that get out and he was like would you sell them and she said yes and when i'm done i will come get your money and bring you masks until then get out she right. wasn't playing and i'll but blame and her. Like, we were in folly beach um i remember what day it was and folly beach had instituted a mandatory mask ordinance the day before Charleston started like the city of Charleston started theirs July 1st Folly Beach started theirs June 30th and every single store they had you know a sign you know do not enter without wearing a mask or and and they had like a little every single store had a little table like right when you walk in that had masks on them and like like if you took one of theirs then you know it was like two for a buck or whatever and then right. like they have the mask and they have sanitizer, but but yeah, like but people still like we you know walking around town, people still weren't wearing them. And they ended oh, yeah. up have have you ever been to Folly Beach in Charleston? No. Huh. Alright, well, downtown Folly Beach, like the main road like dead ends into the pier. So you have the pier and then the beach is on is on both sides. Well, the pier, there's a restaurant on one side and, and, like, the gift shop on the other. The gift shop people were posting up, like, big, giant signs in, like, in, like, bold red letters, you know, mask mandatory on the pier. And people, like, we were waiting to get into the gift shop because they could only let in so many at a time. And people were like, right. well, that's stupid. Like, I'm not near anyone. I'm like, yeah, but if you, like, cough or sneeze on... Exactly. Like the railing while you're looking at the dolphins, we saw like three dolphins and like four stingrays. It was so cool. Um, oh, sweet! I know, but like you know, if, if you're leaning over the railing and you sneeze on it or you cough on it, and like someone, like you know, some old guy is out there fishing, and he touches your germs, now he's got corona. Exactly. But uh, we could be here all day on this. I, I, you're right. We could be here all day. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about Disney Plus. Did you watch Hamilton? 
No, I haven't watched it yet. I've been oh kind of like recovering asleep. from vacation, so I haven't quite <laughs> gotten that far yet. I fell asleep. Oh, jeez. Now, don't get me wrong. It was really good. What I saw, I really enjoyed. And it's on Disney+. Plus. I could go back and watch it. Right. But there was a part where I was like, and I just, like, I couldn't keep my eyes open. And my niece was like, oh, my God, you fell asleep. And I was like, oh, my God, I can rewind. Right. It's on Disney+. So Plus. what I saw was really, really good. I enjoyed it immensely. But it was a little too long for me. Right. But that's the way play. That's the way plays are. And I totally get it. But I, from what I saw, I totally enjoyed it. I think they did an absolutely fabulous job. My niece was so funny. She goes, you know what I like about this? That it's so diverse in how they chose the actors. Because everybody in history is white in this story. And you have so many, they've put so many black actors in those roles. I don't care. And it okay. shows you what we could look like in the future. Right. And I, I, I really like that about that particular play, the way well, that they did that. Um, Lynn manuel Miranda, he's Puerto Rican. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. He doesn't sing very well. He's, he's not a good singer. <laughs> I was like, he started singing. I was like, oh, I don't know who told you you could sing, but I mean, it was all right, but right. it wasn't... It wasn't the guy that played Aaron Burr. He has a really good voice. Yeah, I haven't really like most, seen it like yet. Like everybody that was in that play that sang has a really good voice, and he kind of was nasally. I guess the guy who plays Kristoff um, is one of the people. yeah, the King George. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he walked out on stage, and I went, "Oh my god, it's Kristoff!" <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe that'll be one of my, since I still have no idea when I'm going back to work, hopefully before the end of the month. Set you three hours. Oof. Yeah, it's it's long. <laughs> but at least you can pause it and like go to the bathroom and stuff right, like come that. Back. So, yeah. Okay, moving on. I don't have any other news other than that. No, and I just realized I have the wrong doc open. <laughs> I'm Uh-oh. looking, I'm like, Fred and George, wait a minute. <laughs> we're, that's what we're doing, Fred and George. No, we're not. That's today. Oh, yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. See, I told y'all, it Family is too early. friendly. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, poo. I, I, right. I told y'all it's too early. I don't function this early in the morning. It's like, yes, what do you mean for, we're not doing Fred and George? I was like, yes, that's what we're doing. And of course, like I said that as I like exited it out, I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, allow me to get my, my life back together here. Because he's like, I've been off work since March. Like, I'm all discombobulated. Yeah, I mean, I took vacation starting Friday, so... I got it Friday morning and was like, it's Friday, right? Because it felt like Saturday. Right. I know that th- this whole weekend has been weird. Yeah. It's just like, okay. And like, so today's Monday and I was like, you know what? I probably need to like do my regular schedule just so I can kind of keep. Right. <laughs> I'm over here yawning. 
All right. Did you get your dock back open? Yep, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want to stop? All right. So we're doing the twins today, the Weasley family, part three, uh, Grid and Forge. Yep. And Fred's the older doing... twin, so that's on you, Robin. Oh, so you want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. You sure. might as well just go in birth order. Sure. How did you know that? I didn't know that Fred was... Does he say that in the book? Um, I don't know, but after extensive research because um when i was doing george it said that he's the fifth son oh okay so okay all right okay so fred weasley so i have a couple of quotes which i find funny um now behave won't you won't you fred won't you george that would be their mother, Molly Weasley. Right. And Jenny. The thing about growing up with Fred and George George, is that you sort of start thinking anything is possible if you've got enough nerve. And I'm going to tell you what, ain't that the truth? Right. That's the one I posted in the doc. And I'm like, I love this. Okay. So Mr. Fred, who, by the way, does not have a middle name. Neither does um, George. Well, I guess they just figured they were twins. They just give them one name and just move right, on. Right, like okay, whatever. <laughs> so Fred was born April first, nineteen seventy-eight, um, and unfortunately, he died May second, nineteen ninety-eight. He is an English pure, pure-blood wizard. It's the fourth son and the middle child, the most daring and dominant of the twins of Arthur and Molly. Um, his younger brother. He's younger brother to Bill and Charlie and Percy. And the older brother of Ron and Jenny. And the older twin, there you go, and best friend to George Weasley. Fred's first few years were marked by the height of the First Wizarding War and when Lord Voldemort fell for the first time. He attended Hogwarts from 1989 to 1996. He is also known as Rodent and Rapier from Potterwatch. He also uh, is known as Harry Potter when he was disguised by uh, Polyjuice Potion. And he was a beater for, I almost said the Wimborne Wasp, but it's not. It's for the um, Gryffindor house team. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get him on a I don't know why that popped into my head. Um no. His Bogart um, is actually Lord Voldemort, so that tells you that he's afraid of the big man. Um, his un, uh, his wand, they don't, we don't know what the length would or the core is of his wand. And I was wondering about this um, when I was doing this. I wonder if he got hand me, if both him and George got hand me down wands, and then once they left school, bought new wands. Um, I don't know. Cause they we, never, I mean, because we know Ron gets a hand-me-down wand. Right. He gets Charlie's? I think so. I think he got Charlie's. I think he got Charlie's. Okay. But then, I, I mean, but, but per- Percy would still need his wand. Because Percy right. would still be in school. And Bill, Bill at that point is like gone. So I would think that the twins would get new ones. Maybe. 
And then it never does say, and it, right. it just doesn't say. His Patronus is a magpie. I have, I have more stuff about the magpie. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Oh no, oh, um, because George also is a magpie. Um, it says. Oh, okay. So when you get to okay, well, yeah. go ahead. It says um, a magpie is a loud-voiced black and white bird. This has led to another meaning of magpie: someone who talks obnoxiously. You might describe your chatterbox neighbor as a magpie. The word itself comes from the nickname "mag," short for Margaret, and commonly used in sl- in English, sl- yeah, in slang English to mean idle chattering. I don't know what the I have to like look up the actual like Patronus, but that's what a, a magpie is. Uh, so you, you can continue while I look it up. Okay. Um, his occupation was the co-owner of Weasley's Wizard Weezes. He was in Gryffindor House. Um, he was in the Dumbledore's Army, the Order of the Phoenix. Okay. okay. I don't. I don't know what Circle of Kana is. That must be something from. Hogwarts from the mystery from the of Hogwarts or, or whatever. Yeah. All right. Magpie. Those with the magpie Patronus have an impressive mind, although they may not see it. Conjurers of the magpie are often very intelligent. They are like really, really smart. They just don't apply themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think they're, they're smarter than they're given credit for. Because they're goof-offs. Right, right. Um, let's see. Perceptive. Those with this Patronus are often able to understand and process information exceedingly fast. Those with this Patronus are the most intellectual of all. Um, another feature of those with this Patronus is the ability to observe... The ability to observe. This watchful nature allows people with the magpie Patronus to absorb information... By just watching things happen around them. The downfall of this, of those who conjure this Patronus is that they can sometimes be willful and not change their mind easily. Sometimes this leads to disputes. I can see that. Because um, when Molly mm-hmm. first finds out about we- Weasley's Wizard Weasley, she gets all upset and throws out their stuff. and Yeah. Um, this is interesting. This Patronus is most commonly found in Ravenclaw. And a close second is Twitherin, although the magpie Patronus can be found in other houses. Interesting. Somebody wants out. <laughs> so sorry, I'm in the I'm in the I'm not in the bedroom, I'm in the kitchen, and I've got the dogs in their crates, and they can hear these guys next door cutting the grass, and Max is being a butthole. My Max is sleeping next to me. He missed his mama. Oh. Yeah, he like he hasn't left my side since I've been home. I bet he's. I bet he was like, "You're not leaving again, lady. You need to right. stay with me." Um. Okay. Is that all you have for Fred? So, oh. No, I got. I got. I have more. Okay. okay. Sorry. Um. He was born a prankster and inventor. 
He left Hogwarts shortly prior to graduation and became a successful entrepreneur alongside his twin brother, George, and opened the joke shop with Weasley's Wizard Wheezes in Diagon Alley. And right there, that tells you if you're if you're not smart enough, you're not going to you're not going to be able to make money. And and they knew how to market themselves, even with the threat of Voldemort, they were able to make money beyond just um, jokes. Right. Because they were like, you know, we're making money for the from the uh, ministry because they've asked us to help with this, the, these invisibility hats. Right. Um, and and I think they also made shields or something. Um, so they now. they even their jokes they turned a profit on to help against to help for protection against um the threat of Voldemort. Right. So yeah, they uh, were like the um, the famous quote for from Dumbledore about um, darkness can be found. Anywhere and turning on the light. I, I sorry, I butchered that. Right. But like the, the Weasley twins were definitely the light during those dark times. Yeah, exactly. Because I think um, somebody had said. I think Ron had said at one point that everything else in Diagon Alley was closed except for them. Right. <laughs> because they got um, they couldn't because Ollivander was missing. Right. Um. Fortescue was missing. He was the ice cream guy. Yeah. He was missing. I think the bookstore was still open. Yeah, that was and probably I think the robe sh- And the robe shop was still open. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been book six. So, yeah. Yeah, so. Very bare bones. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um,. Fred participated in the Battle of Hogwarts, defending the castle's passageways with his twin. While fighting alongside his brother Percy, he was killed in an explosion. He later had 12 nieces and nephews, and his twin brother George named his first child after him. He was raised at his family's home of the borough near Ottery St. Catchpole in Devon, England, in addition to his twin. Um, They enjoyed making mischief and were quite a handful for their parents. At the age of five, he transformed Ron's teddy bear into a giant spider, sparking sparking Ron's arachnophobia after Ron broke his toy broomstick. And even at a young age, I mean, that's that's kind of that's mean. But if you kind of look at it, Ron broke his broomstick, so he's like, "I get you." And I mean, like he, Ron was like what three, maybe. Yeah, probably. Which I'm sure it was an accident. Not like he maliciously went over and snapped his broomstick. Well, no, he didn't do it. Yeah. He also gave Ron um, an acid pop, which burned a hole in his tongue. When they were seven, they nearly succeeded in getting Ron to make an unbreakable vow. And as Fred would say later, 
his left buttock was never the same, has never been the same <laughs> since. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, they were both beaters, which uh, um, uh, Oliver Wood said, there's no match for the Weasley twins as beaters. Yeah, the two were a mess. <laughs> he took Angelina Johnson to the Triwizard Ball. Even though George ended up marrying her later. Yeah. I like in the seventh year, um, when they were at the, um, what do you call it? The Hogshead. And yeah. Zachari- Zachariah Smith had made a comment, and Fred said, that's not what he said. And George Weasley said, would you like us to clean out your ears for you? And Fred said, or any other part of your body? Really? We're not fussy where we stick this. And he had a metal <laughs> instrument yeah. that they had got it. Um, Zonkos. As soon as they learned, as soon as they passed their apparition test, they kept apparating and disapparating. Every, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Down the steps. They, in Grandma's place. Yeah. I gotta take you go help her with your hmm. And then uh, Dolores was like, You're two, you two are about to learn what happens to wrongdoers in my school. And Fred said, you know what? I don't think we are. George, I think we've outgrown full-time education. Yeah. Time to test our talents in the real world. Don't you reckon? <sighs> and that, oh good, they're done. They're leaving. <laughs> I don't, my mother-in-law was just behind me talking. I had to like hurry up and mute my mic. <clears throat> and so that's... Um, and he was very um, – uh, Fred was very um, conniving, uh, just like when he, when he, when he gave – we didn't really give it. You know, he, he always went for the loopholes. Right. So his father said, that wasn't funny, Fred. What on earth did you give that muggle boy? And he was like, I didn't give him anything. I just <laughs> dropped it. It was his fault. <laughs> he went and ate it. I never told him to. <laughs> so, I mean, he was very conniving and manipulative to the point that he didn't actually say anything, but he could set up a situation to where he could get things done the way he wanted them, like with um, Dudley eating the tongue tongue toffee. Yeah. Do you think he, he would have been a Slytherin? Who, Fred? Yeah. I I think... I think if he was not a twin, I believe he probably could have been a Slytherin, yeah. Not a twin or not a Weasley. <laughs> not yeah, not a Weasley. Yeah, cuz cuz I remember when Ron was sort of the hat barely touched his head. <laughs> not another Weasley. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Slightly the hat more. said to, to, to Jenny. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, because we we don't find out because Harry and Ron missed the train. Well, yeah, Dobby makes them miss the train, so we don't know about Ginny. Yeah, we sorting. don't. Yeah, because he she wanted to. He goes, I want. He goes, I wanted to see the sorting. My sister's getting sorting and sorted today, 
and uh, McGonagall goes, it's already happened. We've already sorted. You missed it. Right. But I just want to know what, what the hat said to her. Like, are, are there any more of you? Like, are we done? <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. How many more Weasleys? I right. hope you're the last one. Yeah. At least until the next generation of Weasleys start. Right. <laughs> the hat prob- probably retired, like, when um, Rose... And Hugo started um, the Granger Weasleys. Yeah. Like, really? The two of you? <laughs> like, <laughs> they had kids together. <laughs> yeah. I need some, some hat like commentary. A big, like a bit, like a sigh. <gasps> oh, Lord, another one. <sighs> right. Well, at least, at least Harry and Ginny's kids are potters, so. Right. Yeah. So it's not as like overwhelming and that's probably why he shipped um uh albus severus to slytherin like okay (laughs) go over there (laughs) i'm gonna gonna change things up a little bit right (laughs) all right so i have his etymology um the name fred is generally considered a short form of the name frederick alfred and wilford Along with now being the name in its own right, Frederick is the English form of the Germanic name meaning peaceful ruler, derived from Fred, peace, and Rick, ruler, power. It has been a very common name for rulers of the Holy Roman Empire, Germany, Austria, and Scandinavia, such as Frederick the Great of Prussia. Fred is also sometimes used as a diminutive of Alfred, derived from the Old English Alfred, meaning elf council, or Alfred, meaning old peace. Alfred the Great was a 9th century king of Wessex who battled the Danes and translated many Latin books into Old English. In Norwegian, Danish, and Swedish, Fred means peace. There, there has been some suggestion that Fred and George are named after their maternal uncles, Fabian and Gideon Pruitt, who were killed in the First Wizarding War who may have been twins and who shared Fred and George's first initials. Another possible significance of the twins' name is that George III became the king because of the early death of Frederick, the Prince of Wales. George III was also deaf in one ear. J.K. Rowling stated that she chose the name for liking and finding it fitting with the old-fashioned theme of the other Weasley brothers. And that is it for Mr. Fred. You took my my whole fan theory thing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I had like a little spiel about the 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 British royalty. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like, I didn't mean to do that. I was sitting here like Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Ay ay ay. So now I gotta take this out. Thanks. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> At least right. it got in there, though. Right. Yeah, I thought that was, like, really interesting. But, but you know, we all know that J.K. Rowling doesn't do anything, like, it's, on it's a never, It's never by accident. Right. right. Every, everything has a purpose. All right. So, George Weasley. You know, date of birth, April 1st, 1978. I think that's kind of fitting that the twins' birthday is April Fool's Day. You know what? Until you just said that, that I, 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 I'm just, 
Until you just said April 1st, April Fool's. I, I didn't even register when I read that for him, for Fred. Mind blown. My God, my brain. But I, yeah, I agree. I think that's very fitting. Right. Okay. Um, George and his brother Fred are wizards. They're pure blood wizards. Um, they have flaming red hair and freckles. Like we mentioned before, their Patronus is a magpie. I also think that's kind of interesting that they have twin Patronuses. And not, they each would have their own. Um, yeah, because even though they're identical twins, they still have, they do have separate personalities. Right. So for them to have, I think that's, you know, for them to have... The same Patronus. Matching Patronuses is kind of not weird, but interesting. Right. Um, let's see. Um, for George is the owner of Weasley's Wizard Weezes. And the first time we meet the twins in the series is in Chapter 6 of the Philosopher slash Sorcerer's Stone, The Journey from Platinum Night Platform, Nine and Three Quarters. The fifth son and less dom- dominant among the twins of Arthur and Molly Weasley, younger brother of Bill, Charlie, and Percy, and older brother to Ron and Ginny, and younger twin brother and best friend of the late Fred Weasley. Um, George attended Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry from 1989 to 1996 with Fred. They were both sorted into Gryffindor, along with every other member of the Weasley family. Um, he and Fred were popular students, becoming beaters for the Gryffindor team in their second year. The Gryffindor Quidditch team won the Quidditch Cup, the first and only time that the twins were members um, of the team. I forgot. Uh, this would have been Harry's third year. I like, evidently, I like had a thought, but like stopped mid-thought. Um... Yeah, the twins received a lifetime Quidditch ban from Dolores Umbridge during their seventh year for participating in a muggle brawl with fellow Gryffindor Harry Potter along following their match against Slytherin. As a result, they were not members of the house team during the Interhouse Quidditch Cup final match in which Gryffindor defeated Ravenclaw. Um, Fred and George earned three unknown OWLs each. Um, no one ever... It hasn't been stated... Which, like, who got what? And I thought that was kind of an interesting point of discussion, if you're up for discussing that, Robin. Um, did they earn the same ones? Did they earn different ones? I, I would kind of, like, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that they earned the same ones. Um, I, I don't think they would purposely separate themselves. But of those six total that were earned, like, which classes do you think they were in oh for their owls yeah i would think transfiguration how many did they get again they earned three each but we don't know if they were the same or different but i think i thought i thought at one time ron said that they they earned them between them, so maybe maybe they were different ones. Well, even if they took the same classes, like like one earned one and 
Because they would be in the same class just because they're the same grade in the same house. So no matter right. what class they took, they would be together. And then when they were able to choose their classes, I'm sure they choose, chose the same ones. Right. But I think they definitely earned at least one in Transfiguration. Oh, definitely. And Charms. Charms, right. I would say Transfiguration, Charms. And Potions? And potions. Right. Don't you think that would be this? Those are because that's what they're, that's what, that's what they're creating. Right. Uh, with their wizard, with their Weasley wizard wheezes. Right. They have to know potions. They have to know configurations of stuff. But especially too, when you're dealing with. They like created the, the pygmy puff. So that would be. Like care of magical creatures. True. I know that we were talking in my little like subset swish group. We were talking about this, trying to figure out like which which OWLs they earned, like and if they earned them together, like like Fred and George earned the same three, or if. Like one earned one and one I think I would in in my head, I would not say that they earned the same three. I would say that Fred earned three and George earned three, and then they used those together so that they could create they would have the knowledge to create wizard we we you know, wizard their shop. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they would need charms, transfiguration, potions, care of magical creatures. Magical creatures. And that's... Pro- probably a rhythm... In what? Yeah. Don't, don't they... is there a rhythm? Yeah. And defense against the dark arts. Yeah. I could see that. So that they probably like split them up between them. <laughs> like, okay, I would you say study they were split these. between them. Yeah, you, you study for these, I'll study for these, and we'll come for together. The, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that sounds like something they would do. Yeah. Um. Okay. Fred and George have a whole drawer in Filch's punishment cabinet all to themselves. Ooh, hold on, my dog. My dog's barking um, at my husband. I find that hysterical that they have their own drawer. Okay. Because oh, I'll talk about while you're waiting for him to quit barking. But I think that um, with them having their – I don't think even the Marauders had their own drawer. I think they were close to it, but I think Fred and George beat them. Yeah. Um, somebody had said – that Fred and George give the Marauders a run for their money or something. Their money, yeah. Yeah. I think they were a little bit more mischievous than the Marauders. Right, yeah, I think... And I think because the Marauders, they had to deal with the werewolf. So they, even though they were mischievous themselves, I think Fred and George were more mischievous. Yeah, because I think... Because the Marauders had to be more careful. Right, and I think the Marauders, 
like kind of focused more on like themselves and like messing with Snape than entertaining the whole school. Right. Yeah. Whereas Fred and George are like school clowns. Correct. Yeah. Um, Professor Flitwick was so impressed with the portable swamp that the twins created to spite Umbridge that he left a small portion of it in their honor. <laughs> we, there's like a meme going around, like a meme thingy, where it shows Filch like punting the kids across the swamp. Like he's oh, like, yeah. like drop kicking them across the swamp because they couldn't figure out how to how to get rid of it. And Flitwick was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I love how I love the fact that they roped it off. Yeah. <laughs> like once yeah, he don't once they it. left and he yeah, he roped it off. I love yeah. that fact. I love that. The twins quit school before the end of their seventh year in a final act of defiance against headmaster Lech, Dolores Umbridge. I wouldn't even call her that. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't deserve the title of headmistress. Uh We'll call it the HPIC. Head poopy pant? Right. How about head poopy pants? <laughs> right. We'll call it the uh, HBIC since it's the family friendly show. Oh, there you go. Um, the twins opened Weasley's Wizard Weezes at 93 Diagon Alley with the help of the money given to them by Harry Potter that he won at the end of the Tri Wizard tournament. They were able to move into a flat above the store to be closer to their new business. I'm sure that like broke Molly's heart that her 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 twin boys are moving out and plus plus she was probably I don't still know. kind of I, like it, huh I I don't know if it broke her heart it may have given her a sigh of relief <laughs> right like okay finally they're gone but yeah. like they're like making Love money you right soon right <laughs> see you never but. But like it, it, it probably had to been like a sore spot for her because like they're making money on something that she swore that they wouldn't because she wanted them to get like real jobs. Right. Yeah. A ministry of magic. Yeah. Yeah. But then she comes around. She does come around. Well, yeah. When the money starts flowing. When, <laughs> when she sees how successful they are. Yeah. Right. She. I mean, yeah. I don't think she ever says. I'm proud of you. But I, I, I'm sure she displayed it to them. Right. I mean, you never hear her say, wow, I'm, I'm proud of what you did. But, but I don't think they ever wanted that from her anyway. They weren't, they weren't interested in, oh, I want my mother to be proud of me. And, right. Yeah, you know, but they could care. It wasn't, I mean, that wasn't a, a goal of theirs. A lot of people are like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I don't need my parents' approval. And they were kind of, they were that way. Right. Uh, oh, both twins went on to join the Order of the Phoenix and participate in the Battle of the Seven Potters, where George had had his ear cursed off, supposedly by Snape casting a Sectum Sempra. That's kind of like the thought. Well, at the um, Dumbledore told Snape he had to play his part, right? And there was another Death Eater who was getting ready to put to put the killing curse on um, George and the theory. And then Snape was trying to stop him from killing George. Right. 
and but it but it, it kind of hit George as well and took his ear off. Yeah. He's holy. I mean, it was dark and they were up in the air. Yeah, he's holy. He's holy. Out of all the ear-related humor, you pick holy. Right. Uh, right, what was I? Um, they joined fellow order members at at the Battle of Hogwarts, where Fred ended up losing his life following an explosion. After the war, Fred never truly got over Fred's death and was never able to produce a Patronus again, doing all, due to all of his happy memories being with Fred. George carried on Weasley's Wizard Wheezes and was joined after some years by his brother, younger brother, Ron. George married Angelina Johnson, and the couple had two children, Fred and Roxanne. And fun fact, the actors who played Fred and George are James and Oliver Phelps, respectively. Oliver is actually the older twin, but Fred is older than George. Um, two differences between the Phelps twins is that Oliver has a mole on the right side of his neck, while James does not, and James has a slight, slightly deeper voice than Oliver. So we can tell the twins apart. I follow them on Instagram. Oh, they are hilarious. And they, and they are avid golfers. Oh, yeah. But they are funny. They are so funny. Yeah, like, they go live on Instagram, like, all the time. <sighs> yeah, I enjoy them. Yeah. Them and um, the kid who plays Drake of Malfoy. Um, oh, Tom Felton. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious, too. Yeah. Okay. I have a history of magic. Since I have to do oh, scam- do you? Because I have pulled one, too. So, okay. Sweet. Um, I have the, the Quidditch World Cup one. Okay. Okay. So, Quidditch World Cup, the Quidditch World Cup 2014 semifinals match. Um, in contrast to the previous day, the second semifinal day saw thrilling play by the Brazilian and American teams, both which seem seemingly re-energized following the sleep break. Brazilian keeper Raul Almedia saves prevented the American chasers from running away with the scoring. In the end, it came down to an exciting race for the snitch, which was won by Brazilian seeker Tony Silva. The final score was Brazil 420, USA 310. And That is amazing to me that those numbers give that high. Right. And this article was written by Ginny Weasley in the sports section of the oh. Evening Profits. So I uh, downloaded uh Quidditch through the ages. And let's see. Hold on. Hold, please. I have the like Just original one. Like when they came out with like the, the tiny book, like not tiny books, the smaller paperback ones. Yeah. When it was Quidditch through the ages and um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I have those at my mom's house somewhere. <laughs> Along with. I have them too. I don't know where they're at, but I. Um, downloaded Quidditch Through the Ages and then the Tales of Beaver the Bard. So Quidditch Through the Ages, at the end of it, um, they have commentary from Jenny Weasley and Rita Skeeter. 
And it's hysterical because Rita Skeeter, they're at the World Cup, right? And she's going, oh, my God, there's – and she'll talk about – she was talking about Luna Lovegood and her husband and how he must be embarrassed by what she's wearing. And then you go – and she'll say, my colleague, Jenny Weasley, is informing me of blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Yeah, there was an article, too, on Pottermore or Potter No More. Um, about I like that, yeah. Since, mm. um, but yeah, Reader Skeeter had posted an article a couple of years ago. I don't, I have to find it. Whoops. Whoopsies, knocking stuff over here. Um, but yeah, and like she's like, oh, Harry Potter, you know, he's looking so old or something. <laughs> that must be from the Quidditch through the ages. That must be where that's from because she was there's Harry Potter, and it was just. She was talking about the, you know, this people in the stands, you know, and doing what she does. And then Jenny was talking about the Quidditch match and Jenny would like lean over and go, that's you're you're making stuff up. Don't do that. Stop. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that article was originally on Pottermore. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cu- it was cute. It was funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's at the end of Quidditch through the ages. Yeah, Dumbledore's army reunites at Quidditch World Cup final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was posted on Pottermore first until Pottermore became no more, and then and then they oh, put Lord. it on the Quidditch through the ages. Yeah, I remember that article. All right, you want to do social media? Um, sure. Be sure to join our Facebook page, Ridiculous Podcast Group. Or, okay, be sure to join our Facebook page, Ridiculous Podcast, and our group, Ridiculous Podcast Group. And we are on Twitter and Instagram at Ridiculous Pod. You can follow Sam on Instagram at Samantha D. Goddard. You can follow me on Instagram at jstjohn0422. And you can follow me on Instagram at runningmypups. Also, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Join us next week, maybe next week, or it could be in two weeks. We haven't decided yet. Um, the last of the Weasley children, Ron and Jenny. Ooh. Thank you for and that's, listening. That's and we the, uh, come back for uh, more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Rowling. Bye. Sorry for stealing your line, Robin. That's okay. Go uh, see. How does she do it? Go Go be be freaking freaking kind. Wash your hands. Wash your face. (laughs) Wash your hands. Don't Don't touch your face. face. (laughs) And stay six to ten feet away. Ten feet, preferably, from other people. Use hands. And wear a mask. Yes, wear a mask, please, so we can (laughs) leave our homes. Because Ohio's about to go back. uh, Go go back in lockdown, please. Oh god. I want to go back to work. Yeah, no kidding. All righty. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye everyone.